when I find myself inside the closet. Namahavif <laughs> comes to me, speaking Listen. words of cooking. Let me heave. Let me heave. Okay. Let me nope. heave. All right. Nope. All right. Well, hi there. Well, hi there. What are you drinking tonight? I'm just having water. It's nothing fun. Oh. What are you drinking? Tell me what you're drinking. Well, I'll tell you what I'm not drinking. <laughs> are you not having a frisky sour? I'm never having a beef fizz or a frisky sour. But you know, when we go on our convoy. Life. Yeah, my name will be beef fizz, but that's just to remind me of what I feel like your handle the atrocities needs to be. in my past. Listen, frisky sour. <laughs> breaker, breaker. This is frisky Break, sour. Shut it down. Shut it down. Gag reflex. What's that smell? Ugh. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the night of a thousand lips and assholes. Join us as we take you on a magical journey through the history of the tube steak, the frankfurter, the weenie, the red hot, or as we call it, the hot dog. Jesse, did you write a whole intro for our hot dogs episode? Just that little bit. I thought we needed That's it. pretty good. Thank you. Yeah. Hi, everybody. I'm Mama. I'm Jesse. And welcome to... This is Gag Reflex. Yes, it is. Well, so today we are talking about... Drumroll, please. The, the Nathan's Famous Hot Dog Cookbook from 1968. It's more famous Jews in food history. Yeah, mm-hmm. all in one book. <laughs> Uh, apparently, this book sold for a dollar in 1968 because it says $1 right on the front. And it is by Murray Handworker. Who is? Who do you is know who that is? Na- it's Nathan Handworker's son. Correct. Who also brought him to ruin. But we can talk about that later. Oh, I didn't know that at all. He seems so fucking proud of himself. He is fucking proud of himself takes, because he promised. That takes some real liberties with hot dogs, ex- let me yeah. tell you. Well, that doesn't surprise me because all Nathan Handworker wanted in the end was a nice little shop where people could buy cheap hot dogs and he wanted a place and he wanted his family to work there and it was his son murray who pushed him to go public who pushed him to start what do you call them but chains franchises franchises. and by the end they were basically their their relationship was broken the whole story of well i can't wait to get yeah we're gonna talk about it it. well before we talk about nathan and his famous hot dogs and making coney island history let's talk about the history of the hot dog is it real gross it is. It has a sorted past, as you would think. <laughs> Much like its meat selections. Much like its meat selections. I'm not going to lie to you, Nama. I actually was a little bit frightened when you suggested this cookbook because when I was three years old, and I don't remember this, my mother tells me this story, when I was about two or three years old, we went to a barbecue and someone was making hot dogs and they cooked them in beer, which I think is pretty common. And mm-hmm. my two-year-old stomach could not yet handle, my two-year-old liver <laughs> had not grown to its formidable size that it is today. And I threw it, I ate it and threw it all up. And since then, oh. I have always hated hot dogs. I have never been a hot dog fan. Oh no, I... I gotta tell you something. I fucking love a hot dog. Say more about that. I want to hear about that. I just do. Like, I, you know, I'm no, like, Nathan's eating competition hot dog eater, but, like, 
I want like one or two hot dogs at a barbecue. I will almost always go for a hot dog before I go for a hamburger. I just That's so funny. I always really go for the like hamburger. them. I've always I've always liked them when I was a kid. Then my grandfather would buy packages of hot dogs. Right. The Hebrew Nationals. In Israel. No, in no, Israel. Well, no, so whatever no. the fucking Hebrew Hebrews <laughs> they had in. <laughs> Israel. They were just called national nationals at that point. They were just called nationals. Go so, on. no, no, no. They they call them Nakmikiot, which I guess is like a playoff of Nakwurst. And then and then that little Iot at the end makes a diminutive. Right. Yeah. And so, like, he would buy them for me because they were American. He thought that everything from America was bigger and richer and better and the way to be. Like, oh, I remember... Just like Trump. Yeah, I, rem- I remember... In grad school, I did my re- one of my research years in Israel. Actually, both of my research years in Israel. I mean, it was a really hot, hot day, and I walked from my apartment to my grandfather's apartment in Jerusalem. And by the time I got there, it was so hot. I opened the fridge, and there was like a two-liter bottle of Coke. And I poured myself a glass of Coke, and I looked at him, and I was like, this is so delicious. I was so hot, and this tastes so good because they use sugar here. They use the cane in the Coke sugar, not instead instead of the corn of syrup. Yeah. In, instead of the corn yeah. syrup that they use in America. And my grandfather got really mad at me <gasps> and was like, what do you mean? The Coke here is exactly the same he as it is so in America. That it's exactly that it wasn't authentic. It's just as good. It's just as good. It's exactly the same. It's the same exact. Like he, like what he, like lectured me for like five straight minutes. Wow. He was mad. And I was like, no, Saba, I'm saying that it's better. And he's like, it's exactly the same. <laughs> I want it to be precisely as shitty as it is in the United States. I want and it to be exactly Do not tell me otherwise. So anyway, I think he was just like so infatuated with things from America. So he would buy me hot dogs and he was like so happy that I liked this American thing that I was so clearly assimilated. He wanted My sister to bond wanted with you on it. Anyway, but I love them. Like, I, I swear to God, one of my favorite meals in L.A. is to go to Costco and eat a $1.50 hot dog. See? I'm really happy about that. It's both, I love the hot dog and I, you know how I feel about a I bargain. do know how you feel about a bargain, and I would agree. <laughs> I mean, I, listen, I've been known to also eat the $1.50 hot dog just on the fact alone that it's $1.50, so I'm there with you. Listen, that's a fucking great deal. Okay, so anyway, you hate hot dogs. I love hot dogs. So hot dog or sausage is one of the oldest forms of processed food, meaning that you have to... (laughs) Delicious already. (laughs) I'm already in. It was apparently, it was mentioned in Homer's Odyssey. Yes, girl. I think sausages... Like a sausage? Sausages, not hot dogs. Sausages, yes, but, you know, sausage is the gateway to the hot dog. Let's not not forget our past, for we are doomed to repeat it, all right? All right. So just sit tight. It was mentioned in Homer's Odyssey as far back as the 9th century BCE. This already, like, I'm going to start reading this, and already I feel the upchuck, like, elevating in my throat. (laughs) The hot dog starts shittily and ends shittily. It is an intestine filled with lips and assholes, and that's all there is about it. And it could be beef lips and assholes or pork lips and assholes, really. But ultimately, what we're talking about is the scraps shoved inside something's intestine. So... Historians believe. I don't know. Listen, I'm going to put it out okay, there. Okay, go for it. I'm okay. I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah. Like, at what oh point? Oh my God, a pair of pants decide... just fell on me. Jesus. <laughs> Good God. I think I'm all right. But at what point did humans just decide that only certain parts of the animal were fit for consumption? I think that comes. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're Jews, and we, like, our people eat an. We eat a tremendous amount of pun, awful. But f- yeah. 
an an awful amount of awful. An awful lot of awful. It's true. And it's come back now. It's become really chic. The hipsters love, they love a lips and asshole situation, do they not? Because it's it's delicious. I gotta tell you, there's a place in Highland Park that does carnitas on the weekend okay. and the district in Mexico that these that these cooks are from like they treat carnitas as a technique and not as a cut of meat oh. Jonathan Gold wrote about this place and like it's fucking down the street it's Metro Balderas everybody in LA should visit oh, yeah. there on the weekend I've been there it's yeah it's delicious it's fucking delicious and like the first time we went there to like try all of the different carnitas I like looked up the definition for all of the Spanish words on the menu and was like okay I'm gonna have these four things that I like know what they okay. are. And then there was like a little pile of something else on the plate that like, you know, it was like right next to like they like they scooped two things together. Was it and meat? It was like, well, it wasn't meat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but it was like something like a little little like when you get an errant French fry in I your see. nachos yes. or something, mm-hmm. right? Like so I take a bite of whatever the fuck this is and it's unbelievable. It's like 60 times more delicious than whatever it is that I just ate. So there's a little bit left and I go to the counter and I'm like, "Can you tell me what this right. was that was on my right. plate cuz I want I want one more taco of that." And they say the name in Spanish that I don't remember. And I'm like, so what does that mean? And they're like, uterus. It's pink <gasps> uterus. And it was... Oh? Jesse, I'm not even kidding. It was the best thing I've ever tasted. Really? It makes more pigs. Did it? <laughs> I was going to ask you if it tasted like Gloria Steinem. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's true. It was delicious. It, it was delicious. Pigs. Oh, oh, my it's God. It's the living miracle of a pig. Like, that's where the miracle of birth happens. It was so good. You so ate ever a Georgia then, O'Keeffe like, painting. And it just Georgia kept flowering with of taste. A pig. And listen, ever since then, I just go in and I'm like just a mix of carnitas. Like, whatever you have to give Oh, you me. don't I'm just say straight it. uterus? I, no, I don't, want, I don't want to know what it is. Just give me a little good bit of everything. You. Don't. Like, don't fucking tell me. Right, you don't need just to know. Just a little bit of everything. I don't need to know. So, I'm saying... I can 100% get behind processed lips and assholes. Like, bring it on. They're probably delicious. That's Nama Haviv, everyone. A uterus Mm -hmm. for the rest of us. (laughs) All right. All right. Back to the lips and assholes. So here's where the lips and assholes begins. Here's its origin story. Are you ready? I'm ready. Historians believe that its origins can be traced all the way back to the era of the notorious Roman emperor Nero. Oof. Wow. Giant asshole. Whose cook, Gaius. G-A-I-U-S. Is that Gaius? Gaius? I don't know, but that's a name and I Well, anyway, Gaius created the first sausages. In Roman times, it was customary to starve pigs one week before the slaughter. Oh, that's mean. Why? Give them a good last life. You would think, right? Even fucking prisoners on death row get a last meal. No kidding. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it did something to the meat as far as they were concerned. I don't know. I don't understand butchery at all. Gaius was watching over the kitchen when he realized that one pig had been brought out fully roasted, but somehow not cleaned. And what they mean by that is that they hadn't taken out the entrails. He stuck a knife into the belly to see if the roast was edible and out popped the intestines, empty because of the starvation diet and puffed from the heat. According to legend, Gaius exclaimed, I have discovered something of great importance. 
He was correct. He was correct. He stuffed those intestines with ground meats, like all the different game meats, and he put in spices and wheat, and the sausage was born. I gotta tell you what that sounds like. That sounds Ishka. like haggis. Haggis. And yeah, Kishka. Same thing. I mean, as, yeah. we've, as we've discussed, exactly. haggis and Kishka, same exact fucking That's thing. That's exactly what it sounds like. All right. Frankfurt, all right. Germany is traditionally credited with originating the Frankfurter, or what we think mm-hmm. of when we think of the modern hot dog or sausage. I would assume so, since it's called Frankfurter. Frankfurter. However, this claim, Uh-oh. yes. Yeah, but wait a second, because every city in Germany wants ownership of the hot dog. Well, then they should have named it some other German. Well, they did, because Vienna, uh, right? Wiener. The Wien, Wiener. So they used to be called Dachshunds. Or little dogs. Isn't that cute? They were created in the late 1600s by a man named (gasps) Johann Georgenhen. That's a nice German name for you. Johann Georgenhenna. Jesus Christ. (laughs) In the late 1600s by Johann Georgenhen. Anyway, Johann, Johann, he was a butcher living in Coburg. And according to this report... He traveled later to Frankfurt to promote his product, which is where it gained popularity, but it actually originated in Coburg. Wow. In addition, the people of Vienna, Austria. Now, as we all know, the Austrians, they they appreciate kind of laying claim to things. Anyway, the people of Vienna (laughs) point to the term. You know, my family's from Vienna. Oh, well, there you go. (laughs) Mazal. Point to the term Wiener or Wiener to prove their claim as the birthplace of the hot dog. As it turns out, it's likely that the North American hot dog comes from a widespread common European sausage brought here by butchers of several different nationalities. You're a common European sausage. I am a common European sausage. Your face is a common European sausage. (laughs) Your mom is a common European sausage. (laughs) What do you know about my mama and her common European sausagery? Um, also in doubt is who served the first dachshund sausage with a roll. Whatever the case is, whatever, blah, blah, blah. In 1860s, the Germans brought hot dogs to New York City. And they would sell them with milk rolls and sauerkraut in small push carts throughout the city. One such German vendor was Charles Feltman, who in 1871 opened up the first Coney Island hot dog stand, selling 3,684 dachshund sausages in a milk roll during his first year in business. Wow. Mama, remember this That's name. That's a lot of hot dogs. Remember this name. Anyway. <laughs> oh, my God. Nama. Yes? What time is it? 5.30. No. Hot dog no. time? It's World's Fair time! No! Yes, girl! Yes! In 1893, the Chicago World's Fair brought hordes of visitors who consumed large quantities of hot dogs. Did they have to put these in little tinfoil packets? Because hot dogs are just as They are just as fat. Well, no, they put them in buns, so I guess it's different. I would say more so. No, that's worse. Just like (laughs) (laughs) a little condom, a little bread condom. They may have been smaller than we are thinking. You know, like it wasn't like a foot long hot dog. It might have been like a teeny little, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I feel like Mm -hmm. I'm going down a strange path here. I think so too. Anyway, but people loved it. They said it was easy to eat and convenient and inexpensive. Also, in 1893, sausages became the standard fare at baseball parks. Well, and God bless them for that. Because that's the only reason to go see a baseball game or any sports event for that matter, in my opinion. It really is. The tradition is believed to have been started by a St. Louis bar owner, Chris Vonda. 
Jesus Christ. I'm really striking Chris, out here. What, you want to try that again? What was that one? Chris von der Ehe, a German immigrant. Ahe, Ahe, A-H-E. Chris, he's a German immigrant who also owned the St. Louis Browns Major League Baseball team. Can we just say... I, Is it St. Louis? I think it's St. Louis. Yeah, are you striking out with American names now? <laughs> I'm really sorry, listener. How come I'm the one that's drinking? You... Now I feel like I'm starting to sound like Madonna, who just has a British oh, accent no, for no that's reason. Just, I would never tell you. It could be like because Madonna. that's just rude. Thank you. It could be just because I'm reading it. Do you think that's what it is? When have I ever had a rational explanation for you? There's never been one. I'm an enigma a within a riddle. Wrapped in it. Yes. Mystery wrapped in it. We were going the same place. That's right. Yeah. So how did the name hot dog come about? We do know that the From Germans... little dachshunds? Right. We know that the Germans called the sausages dachshunds or little dogs. But there's all this lore about where the name came from. And I'm going to read one of them to you now. Picture it. 1894. New Haven, Connecticut. Ooh. Yale University was home to a very popular lunch wagon, which I think a lunch wagon is like an old-timey food truck. Like a taco it's truck. like a taco truck. And it was called the Kennel Club. And it was at the Kennel wow. Club that they sold these sausages. They called them hot dogs. It was like a tie-in with the fact that they called oh, it the Kennel, it, Club. the Kennel right. Club. That's cool. But it had Uh-oh. a second meaning because it was a sarcastic comment on the provenance of the meat. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Which I am all 100% there for. Why would they do that? Because there's because there's snarky white people. What do you mean? Why would they do that? This is Yale University. Because, no, but like about. if you want if you want something somebody to buy something, like why would you make a snarky comment about? It's like McDonald's being like, we think <laughs> it's all beef patties. It's like when you go into McDonald's and they show you the pink slurry on your way in. Exactly. I don't know. You know, I mean, I feel like these were asshole kids at the time. I have no explanation for you. I don't know. Anyway. All right. Where does Nathan come in? I watched this phenomenal movie. And there's a movie. There's a movie called Famous Nathan. It's a documentary. Nathan Handworker's grandson made in 2014 about his life. Wow. And it is fascinating. It, it's available free on Amazon Prime. If anyone gets Amazon Prime listener, if you're into food and cooking and all of those kinds of things, this is it's pretty interesting. So Nathan Handworker was born in 1892 in Galicia, Poland. Woo. He had seven brothers and six sisters. His father was a shoemaker, and they couldn't make ends meet. So the kids would help out his dad by begging on the streets occasionally. Mm. I know. When he was 11, Nathan got a job at a bakery, and they gave him bread to eat and put a cot in the kitchen for him to sleep. He would go to sleep at 7 p.m. and wake up at midnight to bake the bread. He was in that position for two years. And later, he was given a promotion where he would go into town and he was like the t- he became the town crier basically where he would yell wow. that the bakery had fresh bread for sale at the age of 19 he was supposed to go into the army and he didn't want to go so he waited for his father one day to go to the synagogue and he told all of his siblings ich gehe weg sei gesund i'm going away be well that's it he put his shoes his underwear and a pair of pants in an onion bag and left he just laidered right out of he there he couldn't read he couldn't write But somehow he managed to get to Belgium and skip the border, and he made his way to Holland, and from there took a cattle ship to New York. Holy shit. This is what people did back in those days. I know, I guess, but still. Can you imagine the fucking fortitude? No. My daughter, who's 10, I now let her come home by herself. I give her a key, and I Uh call her 
every fucking 15 minutes after 3.30 to make sure that she's gotten home. This guy? Yeah. I mean, he was 19, but when he was 12, he worked in a fucking bakery and slept in a kitchen. I know. Jesus fucking Christ. He just I mean, brings, like get all, gets all of his shit, puts it in an onion bag, and skips town. It blows my Your mind. Grandfather my grandfather did that? did that. He did? Yeah, no, he, yeah, and at 15, he left Syria. Jesus. Well, this is exactly yeah. what Nathan did. So, he got to New York in 1912. He always wanted to work in a restaurant and he got a job washing dishes at a bakery he did not speak one word of english blows my mind his boss was so impressed that he promoted him to a position as a cashier where he took orders how does how does one do this when they don't speak or write english okay how someone would order and he would yell the order right away he was like the yiddish abba you know you know abba do you know the women from abba they didn't speak Mm -hmm. any english and the two men are you serious yeah you didn't know this no oh my god it's fascinating you've got to read about abba the two men spoke english but the two women didn't speak any at all and so they would write everything for them you know i mean it was the same alphabet but they would write it all phonetically and they would mama mia here i go again they had no idea what they were saying they would just sing the words but they put so much into those songs well i don't know how much emotion is in the songs when you think about it i guess not I mean, I guess not. Totally fascinating. Okay. Anyway, more tangents. Well, anyway, so this guy, so Nathan Handwork. In 1915, Handworker got that job at Charles Feltman's Coney Island place. That was one of the first people to bring hot dogs over. Remember? We talked about him. Yeah. I I told you to Mm -hmm. remember his name. Hey! And his his restaurant was called German Gardens. Handworker made $11 a week slicing buns. That sounds like a lot of money in that point. That can't be right. Well, anyway. Bun slicing? He sliced buns. That was the job that he started off with. No, I know. It just, it does sound like a lot of money. Maybe it was hazard pay. What was it? It (laughs) could have been danger pay. It's true. I don't know. In the meantime, he met Ida Greenwald and they were married. Aww. Mazel tov, Nathan. They were very happy. She fucking worked by his side until the day they died. The couple lived entirely on hot dogs until they had saved $300, enough to open a competing hot dog stand. And it was... That's what they did? The thanks that Feldman gets for $11 an hour is that Nathan's like, I'm fucking opening my own place. That's exactly right. That's That's how they did it back then. They learned from the masters... And then they would go out on their own. It was actually Ida's grandmother who created the secret spice hot dog recipe, which is still used to this day. Oh, well. Oh, so they made their own hot dogs. Oh, yeah. It wasn't just that, like, they they were taking all of the suppliers and, like... No, no, they made their own hot dogs. I mean, I think they all did back then. It wasn't like they could go to Costco and get a 12-pack of Hebrew Uh natties. No, they didn't do that. They they all made their own hot dogs. Is that what we're doing now? We're calling them Hebrew natties I don't know. I just started them. I can stop yeah. at any time. I, I want to rescind that decision. Okay, that's fine. All right. I, I don't have to do that. So before he started this restaurant, they were talking about how much they were going to sell the hot dogs for. And according okay. to Handworker's sons, his money-grubbing sons who were the death of him, his ultimately. sons. Yeah, right. okay. Eddie Cantor and Jimmy Durante, who weren't, resented the 10-cent price of Feltman's francs. And no. when Handworker was working at the restaurant, they said to him, Open your own place. I'm sure. Hold on. I need to do the accent. All right. Ha, cha, cha, cha. Open your own place <laughs> and sell a Frankfurter at a price we can afford. A nickel. And thus. All right. <laughs> and thus they did. 
And so they opened their own business. They sold those Frankfurters for a nickel apiece. He didn't have enough money for refrigerators, so he took barrels and he cut a hole in them so that the water would drain out. And then he would do one layer of ice, one layer of Frankfurters, one layer of ice, and one layer of Frankfurters. And according to the movie, he goes, I never lost a Frankfurter. (laughs) I feel like at that day and age, they all spoke like that. And so it came to pass, Nama, that in 1916, Nathan's famous hot dogs was born. Ah. Happy birthday, Nathan's Famous. I don't know if he was really, you know, if this story about Eddie Cantor and Jimmy Durante is true, or if it's some lore that the evil sons uh, perpetuated. I'm not really sure. But he was... It's in this... It's in there. It's in the book. It's in the, it's in the cookbook, too, because there's a whole introduction Yeah, but the book is Murray. written by the sons, so who can we trust? I know. We can't trust no them. Listen, the, it's a part of the Nathan's oral history. It is. It's the... Passed on from generation to generation with the Dovador. Did you know the that Jews have a strident oral tradition? <laughs> that is what she and said. And I'm going with it. <laughs> I, mm. Did Listen, you something has kept our people alive all these low these thousands of years did you know that nathan's made a chow mein sandwich well listen chow mein Na- nathan's, in a bun. nathan suggested to make a lot of the things and everything but the hot dog could f- go fuck the right right off i don't know people ate them people things. ate them and loved them anyway so people ate a lot of things back then i will remind you of <laughs> california prune cream salad and beef fucking fizz good point uh, it's a good point you make there. We're not going with what people we've, ate. We've, we've we got to go with what people should have we've eaten. We've lived through those historical horrors personally. We're not going Jesus that, Lord. back there. There's some, well, there's some new ones in this book, but let's get to how Nathan almost bankrupted. All right. Well, so okay. at that time, food regulation was in its infancy. And the pedigree of the hot dog was particularly suspect. You don't say. You don't say. Let's go back to Nero, when basically shit came (laughs) pouring out a pig, and the head chef said that he had created something of wonderment. This This is very important. Can I eat that? Can I eat that? Okay, so listen to what Nathan did. He paid men to wear surgeon smocks and made sure that they were seen eating at his stand to reassure potential customers. That's and funny. they made like the doc- huge... if the doctors are eating it then we exactly. can eat it. Exactly. They made a huge deal out of it like, "Oh, these hot dogs are delicious." And people would say, was... "These frankfurters are so good, you know, they must be okay because the doctors are eating them." Was this before or after stereotypes about Jewish doctors? That's a good point. This may have been the birth of it. Oh, okay, interesting. <laughs> Who can say? Who can know? Who can this is say? right. This is where we do Lost to history. This is where we do our spin-off podcast. <laughs> shit weird shit Jews did. <laughs> they created banana republic, <laughs> you know? And they promoted the hot dog. His hot dogs, handworkers hot dogs were made out of bull meat and pastrami. The okay. outside was the intestine of a sheep. He always used the highest quality ingredients. The highest quality lips the and The highest assholes. quality, the highest well, quality listen, lips and bri- like, but this doesn't sound like pastrami lips and is, no. Pastrami is brisket. He said the cutest thing. He said, not toasting a roll isn't a mistake. It's a sin. (gasps) Oh my God. He's right though. Not toasting a roll isn't a mistake. It's a sin. I love that. He's so right. He's so right. And it's all about. Because if you you don't toast it, it gets that little white bread gummy thing. It absorbs the, it absorbs the fat. 
So then there's and, no and distinction. Gross. Yeah. Yeah. Not he yeah, was right. He was a hundred percent right. Oh God. Hot dog that Nathan, Nathan Handworker, hot dog genius. Uh, hot dog genius. <laughs> we I can't believe we were gonna say the exact same thing. Well, we did. There you go. So weird. Ding dong. Parking was at a premium and there was very limited parking. So Nathan would pay the cops $2 a day every day so they wouldn't ticket the people who double parked. Yeah. He was also... Well, that seems corrupt. It does seem... cool. This is Coney (laughs) Island we're talking about, and I think... So we're just talking, like, degrees of corruption, It's degrees of corruption, and as as it goes, this was very light. And he made up for it in other ways, and I'm going to tell you how now. Okay. He was a total mensch when it came to his workers. He always paid far above minimum wage. He would give people no interest loans so they... They could buy houses. Aww. People worked at Nathan's famous hot dogs until they died. In addition, Ooh, he remembered what it was like. Yeah. In addition, at that time, Coney Island was very segregated, and he was the only one who hired black managers and had black people working the counters. Oh, I like Nathan. I really like Nathan. He's the new Heinz. He and Heinz go in the annals of of these food yeah. histories. Yeah, they're they're our gag reflex heroes. They, oh, well, when we do our best of, we'll be sure to recognize yeah. them for their uh-huh. menchiness. Because they really oh, are. Nathan. They're very munchy. Nathan Hot Dog's celebrity lovers include, but are not limited to, Jacqueline Kennedy, before she became Jackie O. Former pr- right. Yes. Old school Jackie. I wonder if her cousins were also fans. Big and Little the Edie. The Gardens cousins? Yes, Edie! Jacqueline's here! Get the pate! <laughs> uh, former presidents Eisenhower and Truman, Robert Kennedy, Zsa Zsa and Ava Gabor, the American queen of the Jews, Ms. Barbara Streisand herself. Ah! Overseas, what other endorsement do you really none. need? None. Overseas Nathan's fans, according to, <laughs> according to the books, include Princess Grace of Monaco and the Queen Mother Elizabeth. I can't see the queen eating a hot dog, but You okay. can't see? I totally no. can to the corgis maybe i bet you that they have like hot dog wednesdays or something i could totally see that happening oh my god what if okay what if that were true listener do you know anything about listener do you if you know anything does the queen about... have theme nights like forget <gasps> hot dogs does she have theme nights in general Ooh. does she do taco tuesday i bet she does does she do wing nights like i need holy to know holy shit do you think she's got an air fryer? I would. I guess the queen has nothing to lose at this point. She doesn't need a fucking no, air fryer. She just, she's got she like twelve fry daddies. Fuck she wants. Good for her. Good for you, QE two. I love that a- we've gotten to good for you as if we've extrapolated that all of this is true. <laughs> Another notable uh, overseas fan was Svetlana mm-hmm. Aliyeva, the oh, right. daughter of Joseph Stalin. <laughs> I don't know why that's something to tout. But anyway, the sun seemed pretty I proud of it. I think they touted it because it was mid-Cold War, and they're like, even the Russians can't deny. Oh, interesting. Well, yeah, and you read something fascinating about that, that basically these the, the hot dogs were sent everywhere, but they weren't allowed in the Soviet oh. Union. So according to the book, only the Soviet Union bars entry to Nathan's delicacies. Avril Harriman, Undersecretary of State and former Governor of New York, ordered a Nathan salami while in Moscow, but Soviet customs stopped it in the border. 
The same thing happened to Raymond Paul, an official of the International Federation of Women Lawyers. Said Madame Paul, the only explanation I can think of for this is that Soviet officials fear that if their people get a taste of a good American hot dog or salami, they'll all revolt. I gotta tell you something. I don't know what you it's know about not, Russia. It's, it's not the violations like, of the human rights that gets them. It's the lack of a good hot dog. A good American hot dog. Because let me tell you, <laughs> the Russians know their way around a fucking sausage. Like, not a problem. Oh my god. All right, well, anyway. anyway, so the original Nathan's Hot Dog still exists at its original 1916 site, having been open for business every day, 365 days a year. Every fucking day! <gasps> no, it was closed. It just closed for a little bit due to Hurricane Sandy in 2012, oh, well, when the okay. shop reopened uh, six months later. Nathan's Famous Hot Dogs boasts over 1,400 stores in 50 states, Guam, the District of Columbia, and 17 foreign countries, including... Wow. Kandahar Airfield and Afghanistan. Are you fucking serious? I'm fucking serious. Other notable things, you know, about Nathan's Hot Dogs is this hot dog eating contest that we talked about. The Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest had been held at the original location on Coney Island since the 1970s. Contestants try to consume as many hot dogs as possible in 10 minutes. Winners include Takeru Kobayashi, which I have mm-hmm. no fucking trouble sit- <coughs> pronouncing that name. I don't know why. And Joey Chestnut. Listen, it's okay for you to have a German mental block. It's in our people. I guess so. I feel bad because I uh, took two years of it, but whatever. Here's where I tell you that I know a competitive eater. <gasps> what? Yes. Say more. Oh, my God. I find them fascinating, and I find it fascinating yeah, that that's a me sport. Me, too. And also, I had lunch with her, which was, like, unnerving. Really? Because I was like, well, because I agonized over, like, where the fuck do you take a competitive eating? Did you have anxiety about it? Now, wait a second. Like, a little bit. When they do competitive eating, it's only specific things, right? It's hot dogs. It's specific things, and they have to train for it. And this is when you realize that it really is a sport. Like, you have to train your body to be able to eat, like, a lot of that particular thing and, like, to be able to distend and accept it all and not throw up. And you have to be able to keep it down for a half hour, right? Yeah. There's rules because I I don't know what the rules are, but yeah. So anyway, her name is Mary Bauer. She's the foodie fashionista. You guys should look her up. She like sort of made her mark by dressing up as whatever food (gasps) it is. And she's the one that told me that whenever like whenever it was that Nathan's was about to go bankrupt, like not that long ago. Right. The only thing that they had was the hot dog eating competition. And so they were like, you know what? We're going to fucking go big or go home. Oh, my God. This is the one thing that we have to draw more attention to ourselves. So they hired this marketing firm. And they, like, poured a shit ton of money into, like, one last hurrah the Nathan's competition. And, like, got it on ESPN and did all of these things. And then it turned into a, a sensation. It sa- and it saved the company. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And that's why Nathan still exists is because of the hot dog eating competition. That is fascinating. You know, what I saw in this film was basically Nathan wanted to keep it. He had, I believe at that point, he had two restaurants. He had one in Coney Island and maybe one a little further than Coney Island in, you know, outer Coney Island in the Coney Island suburbs or something. I don't know. And it was his. In the Coney Island flats. Correct. (laughs) And it was. In ex Crony Island. Um, the, the sons really pushed him to go public and to start all of these different shops. And, and he was like, no, I just want to do this. I just want to concentrate on quality and having this one restaurant. I want to do this one thing really well. They forced Ida to go into uh, retirement. And she <gasps> became 
so depressed and they thought you know they were like oh we want to do something nice for her ma you don't have to work anymore and she lived for that fucking restaurant all she wanted to do was work by her husband's side until she dropped dead and she just became they both became i became incredibly depressed they both became depressed it was terrible the they tried to get too big too quickly I think no, the sons no. became really greedy about it, and we Good. know what happened. Just be we know happy the story. with your hot dogs, Just assholes. Just be happy with your hot dogs. You be don't happy need an empire. Island sensation. Ugh, what jerks. But we're not about that today. Today, no, we're here we're to celebrate, Nathan, and all of your good works, and all the lips and assholes of joy and glory that have gone into making this cookbook. Well, we would, but let me tell you that this cookbook <laughs> is basically a testament to the son's hubris, because right. they take some real, they really stretch the definition of what you can and should do with a hot dog. See, and I even wonder how much Nathan himself had to do with this cookbook, you know, or if this is like the unauthorized well, was he still biography. Alive and, was he still alive in 1968? He's still alive then. I, he died in 1974. All right. So they just took advantage I of his good name. I think they just took advantage of his good name. I think that it, it may have been the cookbook that ultimately killed him. Because it may have Nathan been. Handworker, want, you know, he, I mean, down to the fucking bun, Nama, he loved the hot dog. It just, he was there for the people. He was there for the fucking proletariat. And his sons well, destroyed him. I'm over it. Well, this, this if, dickhead Murray. If there's a fucking, let me tell you. if there's a wiener in a potato salad, I am going to go fucking postal in this closet. There's going to be more plenty. than one. There's going to be there more than plenty, one pair of pants that have come down to the ground. There are plenty, and it gets way worse than that. So first of all, I should tell you, so so let's just say at the outset, umbrella comment on all of this is fuck Murray. Fuck Murray. Fuck him to the ground. Fuck Murray Handworker. He just tried to destroy his father's legacy. And the cover of this book is all the proof that you need, because the cover is essentially hot dogs. It's, a f- it's hot dogs, like, arranged in, like, propped up vertically and arranged in a circle so they look like a crown roast of hot dog. Uh, yeah. It's like, a, it's disgusting. It's- and then there's, like, this this glass of wine in the front and candles in the background, like you're ever going to serve this at an elegant dinner. And that makes me even angrier. Because Nathan yeah. specifically, like even during no, this was the food of the proletariat. This was the food damn it, of the people. He lowered his prices. He made sure everyone had a home. He made sure everyone had a job. And here these motherfuckers are taking the hot dog and trying to put it in a place where it doesn't belong. Guess what? Okay. So listen, the first chapter is soups and chowders. Ew. Oh. <sighs> Are you telling me there's a hot dog chowder? Here's what I'm going to say about this. In this chapter, Murray just tries to convince the American public that you can essentially use a hot dog as if it were a regular ass sausage. And it is not. It's not. A hot dog is not a regular sausage. It's a specific It's thing, already cooked. Right. It doesn't crumble. Oh. The other thing that makes me crazy about this whole book is that there's like 16 different names <laughs> of recipes that are exactly and all 16 the same. recipes are basically the same with like mild changes that are they're oh, all just God. beans and franks. Like, they're beans and franks. So this next recipe is called hot dog bean chowder. Oh, God. 
Why do they say chowder? Chowder is because a specific fucking thing. Wait a yeah. second. And wait, they try wait, to make it hot whoa, dog bean chowder. Wait a second. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They because you know it. that's what mm-hmm. I was gonna say. Yeah. So it's a can a pound can of baked beans and tomato sauce with hot dogs, carrots, onion, green pepper. And then you make like you mix all of that together, you make a roux with flour and milk. Why even bother? You're putting fucking hot dogs in it. Why bother making a roux? No, it's just like it's beans and franks that you've made creamy for no good reason. I'm so <laughs> angry. That's soups. Then we get into main dishes and this is where we start seeing some real atrocities. Because that wasn't enough? No. They start you out kind of slow with a quick lima skillet, which is just like canned lima beans sautéed in vinegar and ketchup and onion, and then you add hot dogs in. And then... I'm trying to think if that sounds good or bad. I I, I don't want a canned lima bean, period. I don't canned lima bean. Well, and I'm off ketchup generally. <laughs> We're so. done with ketchup. We've closed the I'm book off. on that. So everything with ketchup sounds horrible okay. to me. Wait. Sweet God on a Triscuit. Okay. And then we get to what is the first, I think, real atrocity, which is called hot dogs, hot dog stuffed cabbage. Oh, mm. cabbage stuffed with hot dog or hot yeah. dog. Wait. No. I'm conf- cabbage stuffed with hot dog. But you so, can't you really know, like, stuff a cabbage. Well, you stuff cabbage leaves. Have you oh, never had stuffed cabbage? Oh, yes, I have. Yes, I have. You're right. Okay. I was thinking of a shredded cabbage. I'm so sorry. So that's, Let me move back. This is that, except usually you would use like a ground, a ground beef, beef and for rice. Something. That's right. And it's delicious. And you put the tomato right. sauce on top. Yeah. This is not that. I feel I'm so angry right now. You don't even Fucking know because the Murray first... and Campbell's can go fuck each other in a back street because I think they were doing that. They might and then have they wrote been, these cookbooks because this is exactly com- contemporaneously. They took fucking Nathan's heritage, his Polish heritage. And, and bastardized, right, they like fucking cannibalized it. They took the one thing right. that he loved more than anything, the hot dog. You haven't dog. even gotten to the, you haven't gotten to the real atrocity in this recipe. I feel like I'm experiencing the, this atrocity You as, don't even know. I haven't even told you what's in here yet. I don't have to know. All right, but you're going to tell me. Bring it on. I'm going to tell you, the real atrocity of this Let's recipe go, is, sis. For, it's the first sentence, which says, mince for hot dogs. What? Wait, what? Mmm. Like, chop it real, real fine. Chew it up and spit it back out. That's mincing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Murray, we need to talk. You simmer the cabbage leaves in water in a covered pot for five minutes. Then you drain them and spread them out. And then you combine minced hot dogs with crumbled cornflakes instead of rice. Onions. Well, you could give me this because I already have the cornflakes. (laughs) Onions celery seeds and salt and pepper you put this in the middle of each cabbage leaf and roll them up folding and then and then put the stuffed cabbage rolls in a skillet with butter and and a can of drained tomatoes and a quarter cup of the tomato liquid and then you stir in sugar yeah then you stir in two teaspoons of sugar because that tomato sauce isn't gonna be sweet enough cover and why don't you just put a fucking jar of spaghettios on top of it you Piece I mean, had they really been you in bed fucking with candles? Piece of shit. Let me tell you something. I'm not even done. I'm not even done. It gets worse. No, tell me something in a minute. I'm going to let you finish. Go on. Stir in the sugar, cover and simmer for 25 minutes, then add another three hot dogs that you what? just sliced. What? You just add three hot As dogs a to the tomato. Mm-hmm. And then 
You sprinkle with grated cheddar cheese. No, not even Parmesan. And st- I don't First think of all, that's and not fucking kosher. And simmer for another kosher. 10 minutes. Why? Where the fuck do they get off putting cheese in that? Listen, I feel like they gave up kosher a long time ago. I'm going to tell you something. I First of all, I am so fucking fear at the fury that I had with Campbell's, I have with Murray Handworker. And you know why he's obsessed with Svetlana? Because this asshole, this chum he bucket, wanted, he is just the fucking wanted to fuck a Stalin. Shiksa. No, I think he's the Stalin of the Handworker family. <laughs> he was the downfall of the entire fucking company. Mm-hmm. Well, oh my it God. gets worse. Oh my, it he gets did. worse. All right. Then, in a recipe that would have made Heinz real proud, we have something called Hot Dog Island Stew. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Please tell me that so the base is, is ketchup. Uh-huh. This is six hot dogs cut into half-inch slices, sautéed with onion and celery and some butter. When the hot dogs are lightly browned, you add a full cup of ketchup and three cups of water. That is ballsy. And that is like, and three cups of water. So that's an entire, that's like a whole bottle of ketchup. That's an entire bottle of ketchup. Yeah. And like a a little teaspoon of steak sauce, but then then it's just water. So the only thing flavoring this stew essentially is ketchup. Is ketchup. ketchup and steak sauce. I mean, well, and you've you've sautéed some celery and onion, so there will be like mild aromatics the in this sweat. ketchup. It's the sweat. The sweat of the onion. That is the it's only liquid. Spiced up ketchup, and then you like cook that with some potatoes cut up, and then you make some like dumpling mix, oh. and you drop it in the top as dumplings. Oh God! So this, by the way, is two years before Heinz's oh, Frankfurter dumpling stew. And it's basically the same recipe, so gross. With dumplings in it to make it even worse. Yeah. Wet, soggy, snot-like dough floating in it it's, to make it even disgusting. more delicious. That sounds and, like a fucking nightmare in a bowl. Yeah. Hot dog shortcake. Wait a second. No. Is this a dessert? No. There, I will be fair. There's no desserts in here, but there are some maraschino cherries coming. Oh, well, we're no pr- outright desserts. Well, praise the Lord for small favors, for small yeah. miracles here. Okay. So hot dog shortcake is eight hot dogs cut into one inch slices. Can I? I have, wait. Hold on. I'm noticing that whatever they do, it's eight hot dogs. Is that because there are eight hot dogs in a package? Because it's not if, always, I mean, if that's yes, the case, but sometimes it's that's, sometimes that's it's six. Oh. Sometimes it's six. Sometimes it's twelve. Sometimes it's seven. Seven. Mo- yeah, most of the time it's eight, but not always. All right. Okay. Moving on. So eight hot dogs cut into one inch slices. Heat it up in some chicken. So you're like boiling it in some chicken broth. Okay. Then you're adding green peppers mushrooms and the li- mushroom liquid from a can of cat <laughs> from a course. can of mushrooms of course i was like mushroom liquid oh right of course can yeah. then you're boiling that for three minutes and then you're blending flour salt and pepper and paprika into melted butter like you're making a roux okay. essentially right. and you're stirring in the hot dog mixture so you just made hot dog gravy and then you spoon that mixture over shortcake biscuits Oh, so it's hot dog biscuits and gravy. Where it's biscuits and gravy. Making, it's hot dog instead biscuits and gravy. Instead of making a sausage gravy, you've made a hot dog gravy. <sighs> and then, irritatingly, they have something called hot dogs and gravy, which what? has ketchup and relish in it. Ew! So it's hot. It's like literally, I'm gonna eat a hot dog and chew it up yeah. and then spit it into this. 
Ooh, and hot, mustard. And then heat it up. Yeah. So it's it's whole eight whole hot dogs uh-huh. cooked in schmaltz, cooked in two te- two tablespoons of chicken fat. Why? I don't. I don't. Aren't know. they fatty enough? All right. All right. Also, like you've sautéed everything else in butter or margarine, the Jews are not cooking this shit. Who's keeping schmaltz? Whatever. Well, we're not fucking putting a bunch of hot dogs in a can of milk. I mean, I know that's what I'm saying. Like the Jews aren't making this, so lay off the fucking schmaltz. Why the schmaltz? Jesus, Mary, and all the saints. This is like a honey roasted fucking nightmare here. (laughs) Okay, so it's eight hot dogs cooked with an onion in schmaltz. And then you stir in some vinegar, a little bit of water, a tablespoon of mustard. You simmer for another five minutes and you take out the hot dogs. A tablespoon of mustard? That's not even going to flip. Okay, all right. Then you take out the hot dogs. You stir in some beef bouillon that has been thickened with flour. Okay. And then add ketchup and pickle Uh, relish. Why? What? I don't know. What's happening to my life right now? I don't know. And then you add, then you stir that until well heated and add the hot dogs back in and serve with boiled or mashed potatoes. I don't see why. Oh. Okay. Oh, God. It's a hot reconstituted hot dog is what it is. It's like... Okay. The most atrocious of... This is in the main dishes chapter. So this is something you would serve as an entree. It's called... I feel like I need to prepare myself to tell you about this. I'm just going to... I'm going to take another little drink. Hold on. I just... You're going to... You need to take a breath. All right. I'm not going to speak. It's going to... That's a lie. But (laughs) it's... You're not... You're not actually capable of I'm not capable of, that, of that's doing okay. that. It's true. Okay. So this one's called hot dog flambe. Oh, it's so bad. Okay. You take 10 hot dogs. So first... You well, I'm already together. angry about this because they're making me get two packages More of than hot one dogs. Pack. I know. Yeah. I know. So that's some bullshit. Okay. Like, I'm already mad. Could, Go on. You could probably reduce the hot dogs, right. but okay. But why do that? When you're already creating a catastrophe. Look, and I don't understand why you would ever serve this anyway, so it's a moot point. So you take a quarter cup of brown sugar, you mix that with a quarter cup of cornstarch, and set that aside. Then you mix together a quarter cup of vinegar, just white vinegar, a quarter cup of orange marmalade, a cup of pineapple juice, and undrained, and a 13 and a half ounce can of pineapple tidbits with juice. You put all of that mixed together, the vinegar, orange marmalade, pineapple juice, and pineapple tidbits in a chafing dish. And you stir in the sugar and cornstarch. Oh, Jesus. Wait, what's a chafing dish? Like the the hot, like the things that keep food hot with the sterno cans underneath. That's what I thought. Who has one of those? Do people normally just keep those? I don't know. Who's making hot dog flambe? This is what you're getting hung up on? This is Murray's fucking five-year plan is what it is. Like, back to the Stalin. Fuck this man. All right, go on. Listen. Okay, so you stir all of that together in a chafing dish, and then you stir in the sugar cornstarch mixture and continue to stir while heating it until it's thickened. Then you add... 10 hot dogs that have been cut diagonally into quarters. Diagonal. Oh, all right. No, they're. Yeah, it's a fancy no, I understood. It's a fancy cut. It's putting on hot dog airs. A half cup of seeded and split green grapes. Wait, wait, wait. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 10 you, maraschino cherries. You have t- <sighs> a I cup mean, 
<laughs> of dra- no, a cup of and a cup of drained mandarin orange. Oh section. my god, I need an assist. I need an assist. Then it's not done. It's got it's done for me. It's called flambe. There's a big finish. Oh no. Then you so you heat that up, you bring it to the table, and at this point it's like hot, hot. That's why it's in the chafing dish. All right. That's why it's in the chafing dish, because you need to do it in what you're serving it in. And then you take a half cup of contro Quantro. Quantro. I don't know how to pronounce it. And you continue to heat the stuff. And you pour the Cointreau over the whole thing and ignite it and serve with a flourish. With a flourish meaning like, ta-da! Is that what ta-da! they mean by <laughs> I lit hot dogs on fire! Ta-da! Sweet fancy Moses, this is disgusting! I know. I know. Check, please. I know. Check, please. Oh my god! It is one of the worst things in this book. It is not the only worst thing in this Chafing book. Chafing dish of vomit for one, please. Mm-hmm. Wow! It's what? A show. Why? <laughs> what? I, I feel like you took my breath away. Like as soon as you brought up the grapes, I was, mm-hmm. I was dead on the floor. I was mm-hmm. lying naked, curled up in the corner, rocking. Yeah, it's disgusting. The only thing they could have done to make this worse is add bananas. I mean, here's and where I'm we, kind here's of surprised where we they ask, did it. Here's where we ask for the sweet relief of the banana to at least cover up the all of these. No, it would it would have made as, it mushy. as my husband says all of these discordant flavors. <laughs> That's disgusting. Which I just happen to think tastes like throw up that you're eating I, again. No, it's like what a scorpion bowl tastes like the next day. You know that like sickly scor- sweet. What is a scorpion like a, bowl? I don't know like what that is. Like a sickly sweet tiki drink that you share with all of your friends. Oh, yeah. on, like a really late night out. That oh yeah. Seven million straws. And you and you have three of them, and then it's what your mouth tastes like the next day. Is yeah. What it is. Like yeah. after you've also eaten, like you've got you've you've drunk a bunch of rum tiki drinks that are sickly sweet. Well, and this then on is, the way is- home, you're getting wait on the way home, you're getting like a little sick to your stomach, so you stop for one of those bacon wrapped hot dogs <laughs> and then the next morning this is what happens oh, God. <laughs> well i was hoping that, i was hoping that the queen was having tiki night <laughs> and then on my way home from buckingham palace i stopped for a bacon wrapped oh, hot dog god. i don't think the oh. corgis would even eat this oh my god that sounds horrific i sure shit wouldn't serve it to the corgis no the corgis don't deserve that fate okay Okay, so then we get to the chapter called Continental Dishes, where they just start fucking around with international cuisine that they clearly don't know anything about because hot dogs don't belong in any of this. This is where he starts, sorry, sorry, listener, I'm eating, but this is where he starts to impress Svetlana. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, Okay. so recipe number one you know is going to piss me off because it's called hot dog enchiladas. Oh, motherfuck. And here's what makes me... Here's what makes me crazy. They start out, first ingredient, one cup pancake mix. Wait, Mm-mm. wait, what? To make yeah, the enchiladas? No. Is that... To make the... Tor- because they're going to make what is they're essentially They're making their own tortillas. Tor- yes, but out of pancake <laughs> mix. So you oh mix God. a cup of pancake mix. You put a little cornmeal in there, a little chili powder. Oh, my God. Are you fucking salt. kidding me? No, and you mix that with two eggs and one and a half cups of milk and melted what? shortening. Wait, why milk? 
not because it's fucking pancake, not a tortilla. <laughs> Jesus You Christ. just made a cornmeal, you've made a cornmeal pancake. And then they don't fuck around with it. They're like using three tablespoons of batter for each pancake. Cook 12 pancakes. They don't even call it a tortilla. Just no. make the pancakes. Just cook 12 pancakes. Keep them warm in the oven while combining two cups of cheese chili sauce which i guess was just an ever-present thing in the 60s well you might have to make this because you've got the chili because sauce. because i still have, i don't have much of the chili sauce left though, by the way really used Although, it. You and you know you need a cup of it for this oh so you're gonna have to buy more you have to onion get up to the dusty remain, shelf onion and a little more chili powder so now oh, that's God. your enchilada sauce so Ew. then you blend all of that together, the cheese, the chili sauce, the onion, and the chili, and a little bit of chili powder. You blend that all together. You spread it on the pancakes. Then you put a hot dog no. across each pancake. No, you do not. Sprinkle remaining with remaining cheese, and then fold pancakes around hot dogs and serve. <laughs> this recipe makes me so mad. Did you so say you, mad? Did you say you put cheese on top? It's You're making a spicy pancake and putting a hot dog inside and then putting cheese on top. Cheese and fake enchilada sauce. Jesus Christ. Like fake ranchero sauce, essentially. Oh my God. Oh my God. Ah. That's a war crime right there is what it is. Mm, now wait till you read. That, uh, once you listen that to needs to go to dogs. Nuremberg. That is a tribunal crime. Then they fuck with some French food. Oh. With a hot dog. God. So there, there's a recipe for hot dogs amandine. Let's hear this bone mo. Amandine, which is, which is a- almonds. Eight hot, yes. Eight hot dogs cut diagonally into thirds, sautéed with celery and some cooking oil. Then, inexplicably, you add drain a pound can of drained pineapple chunks. God damn it! What? With some water, soy sauce, and vinegar. Oh. Yeah, I'm they surprised just made they didn't quote, call this Oriental hot dogs. That's because they have hot dogs Oriental coming up. Oh, next. I can't wait. Fantastic. Yeah. I was also surprised that this wasn't Oriental. Um, <laughs> and then you mix that with a little cornstarch and a teaspoon of ginger, which you know is ground ginger. Oh, of course it is. Until it kind of thickens up. Add the pineapple juice combination to the hot dogs and celery. Oh, and you put MSG in there, too. Hmm. Then you pour the pineapple juice combination over the hot dogs and celery. Stir constantly. Cook until thickened and clear. Why the fuck would it become clear? Wait, Whatever. wait. What? Thickened and clear? Simultaneously? Guess... Look, I don't know. I, How would it I become clear? I don't understand. Wouldn't the soy sauce, would? it would never become clear. Add pineapple chunks and green pepper squares. Allow to simmer gently until pineapple chunks and pepper squares are hot. Sprinkle with almond slivers before serving. That's where the And there you go. Amandine. Serves four. How many hot dogs? Was it eight hot dogs? Eight hot dogs. So two hot dogs a person. Wow. Then there is hot dogs au vin. Uh, Oh, oh, it's like coco vin, but... But hot dogs oven. Um and they take some real shortcuts here, which like I mean I guess the first thing that should be. Well first of all it's a fucking hot dog. Yeah, go on. I know. Okay, so hot hot dog is the ultimate shortcut. Eight hot dogs cut crosswise into thirds, sauteed in butter. When they're brown, you remove them from the skillet, and then you add some chives, three tablespoons of chives and a garlic clove to the skillet and saute. Then you slowly add three cups of burgundy wine. Oh just 
Why are you wasting that good wine on this hot dog mess? I don't know. Normally you would make this with beef, right? Like this is essentially how you would make... This is beef bourguignon. But why would you waste that delicious wine oh girl just wait just wait hot dog then horror show you simmer that for 10 minutes and then you add a can no. of pearl onion no. a can of button mushrooms which they don't tell you to drain by the way well no you need and, all that good water for the day <laughs> and start until cups, clear what two cups of brown gravy which you know also wait, came out of a can what then why and bother using of- the fucking wine Right. Why are you using hot dogs? I don't know. When it begins to simmer again, add a ten and a half ounce can of tiny white potatoes that have been drained. Of course. And the browned hot dogs serve hot. Like that's going to make a difference. So you've made beef stew, but with hot dogs is what you've made. Yeah. So then there's hot dogs oriental, which is the exact same thing as the hot dogs amandine, but you take out the pineapple and you replace the pineapple with water chestnuts. Orange mandarin oh. orange segments are there water chestnuts in there and then inexplicably you add three and a half cups of undrained sauerkraut wait 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 i don't know why. wait a second I, I don't i have nothing for you <laughs> i don't know why i don't know why what just happened why I would you know. it's oriental what are you doing with sauerkraut I don't know. I'm so... What just happened? Is that a misprint? Do you think that you maybe got a first edition and then future editions? They were like, I don't know. Somebody was high. You know what? This might have been the other brother. This might have been Saul Headworker's work. Because by that the way, doesn't make any like, sense. In what so, in what no, you're taking Asian everything. nation do you have <laughs> sauerkraut? Okay, no, it has to be real because look, they're saying cook onion, green pepper, and celery in oil over medium heat, then remove from the skillet when tender and set aside. Lightly brown hot dogs. This is six hot dogs. Right. Because you use cut the two for ha- garnish. Cut into half inch slices in the same skillet. Of course. Drain the syrup from oranges and reserve. Then you combine the orange syrup with enough water to make one and a third, uh, one and three quarter cups. Add this to the hot dog. Stir in some vinegar, sugar, a bouillon, a beef bouillon cube, and a teaspoon of soy sauce. I would like to add that they're basically making every recipe with the sugar and the bouillon. They're just making ketchup without tomatoes, right. but it's just without essentially tomatoes. they're making ketchup. Well, and then recipe. this one for real, because they're also adding salt and MSG and ginger and fennel seed and a little bit, an eighth of a teaspoon coarse black pepper. It's like oh. they're oregano. Ooh, it's got quite a kick to it. Got a quite a kick to <laughs> it's it. It's real spicy. Um, so you stir, the, then you like, so you stir all that in, you bring it to a boil, you put some cornstarch in it to thicken it. And then while that's simmering, it says, allow this all to simmer while draining and washing the sauerkraut. Then you add the sauerkraut. You wash it? Why is there sauerkraut in there? But why do you wash it? Why don't you just use cabbage if you're going to wash it? I don't know. Then you add the sauerkraut and orange segments, cover in heat, serve with steamed rice. Oh my God. I just realized you know what it is. You wash the sauerkraut so it becomes less sour, and then it's like you're making mushu. You know how they do that? Like a mushu. Oh my god! I totally but, like. And look, that, it doesn't matter. Nobody's eating this. I'm so sorry, Nathan and Ida. You don't deserve this. 
Then there's hot dog parmigiana, which is eggplant parmesan nope. with head nope. hot dogs. Nope. Yeah. No, I'm not listen, even gonna read it. That's listen, all you need I, to know. I know, but I need That's for you, you to, know. to know. I need for you to know this. There was yes. a point in my youth when my mother made fish stick parmesan. Oh my god, why? And what you have done is That's you disgusting. have awoken a memory in me that I would prefer remain dormant and I can't go back now. And I I'm feeling some things. I don't so I don't sorry. know where to be. That's I'm, so disgusting. I'm feeling very unsettled. I knew that during the course of this, I figured it would be maybe season three or four that we would broach the subject of this fish stick parmesan. I didn't know that it would come so quickly. Why would but she so do quickly that? has it come? That's so disgusting. I mean, it was the eighties, you know. Who okay. knows? The thing about the eighties is, even if you weren't on coke, you were on coke in the eighties. Like everything. I guess so. Everything was confusing back then. There was so much neon. There no, was so true. much Reaganomics. I don't, I mean, we were all in the upside down world. Who can say? All right. That's I can't, true. I don't want to go back. Okay. Never go we're back. Not gonna go, we're not going to go back. Okay. So now we're in salads and it's your nightmare <laughs> come true. Fuck. They just put hot dogs in every salad you can think Please of. Please don't do that. So right. there's a hot dog and potato salad. Hot dog and bean salad, hot dog and coleslaw, hot dogs on a romaine salad, hot macaroni. Dog. If you're watching your weight, they've got hot dogs on a romaine salad. The real horror show, and I think honestly the real horror show of this entire book, is the last recipe in the chapter. Okay. It's called hot dog salad dressing. <laughs> it's just... June, have you ever wished... That you could have a hot dog, but in liquid form? <laughs> well, now you can. And it's, there's so many hot dogs in it. Wow. So it's eight hot dogs. Wait, eight ground, hot dogs? Are cr- oh, okay. All ground right. coarsely. Mm-hmm. They want you to know it's hot dog. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mixed with half a teaspoon of dry mustard. Two tablespoons of milk. So this is a creamy hot dog dressing. It's like a ranch. Hot dog ranch. One tablespoon of pickle relish and a third of a cup of what they call salad dressing, which, by the way, is mayonnaise. It's Miracle Whip. And that, you just mix that all together. And that you put on top of your romaine. Chill and serve over bean or potato or lettuce salad. This just globbed over your salad. (laughs) What is the texture? Yeah, what's the, not the texture, the consistency. What is the The consistency? The consistency is is loosened ground up (laughs) hot dogs. (laughs) (laughs) The consistency is a nightmare is what it is. Well, that's. Oh, God. Are we ready for uh, party dishes and appetizers? Yeehaw! Appetizers, to me, is where a hot dog belongs, right? Like, wrap it in a little biscuit dough. That's right. A pig in a blanket. Like, that's good. Hot dog nibble tray. That's a cute name. I know. It's not a cute thing, though, because there's more fucking maraschino cherries. So, you cut four hot dogs into quarter-inch slices, Mm -hmm. and you arrange on cocktail picks... With cheese and canned fruit cubes, alternating hot ch- hot dog chunks, cheese, and fruit. And the, it's a can of cubed fruit and a jar of maraschino cherries. And you chill it. It's not even hot. Wait, you chill it's it just a jar start. of... The canned fruit is just the jar of cherries? 
No, it's a jar, it's a can of cubed fruit, like fruit cocktail, oh, and then a jar co- of and then a jar of maraschino cherries. But there so are maraschino cherries in the cocktail. I know, but this is a, extra. But extra you need maraschino-y. extra. Okay. Yeah, you need extra, and so this is just a skewer, like a little cocktail pick with a chunk of hot dog and some fruit cocktail. That's what's on here. I know. That sounds like something an insane person would make, okay. or it also sounds like something that a child would make. We have a hot dog dip called Double Dip, mm-hmm. Ew. which I think is what happens when, when you, mm-hmm. it comes back up. That's correct. Four hot dogs chopped fine and then ground together with onion and celery. Then you stir in a quarter cup of sweet pickle juice and four drops, exactly four drops of liquid hot pepper seasoning. So like Tabasco oh. sauce. Four drops. So you mix that all together. Then you mince the remaining hot dogs. And mix that together with with three ounces of cream cheese and two oh. tablespoons of pineapple juice concentrate that oh. have been thawed. So it's two dips. Two for the price of one, a double dip. Yeah, so dip number one is hot dogs, onion, celery, pickle juice, and hot peppers. So and it's like a two, spicy one and then a cool tropical one. Yeah, and then with you serve that with potato chips. four drops of Tabasco. Then you serve it with potato chips okay okay so the final chapter is barbecues and picnics which you think is where hot dogs should excel that's exactly right but they just take things to a real extreme in this chapter that i feel like is unnecessary just in the presentation so the very first recipe is called hot dog patio pups this isn't this doesn't sound disgusting in okay. terms of the ingredients. It mm-hmm. sounds okay. Mm-hmm. But the presentation is so overwrought that you're like, at the end of the day, like, these are fucking hot dogs. <laughs> so, again, take tr- not the legacy that Nathan wanted to pass no. on. No. No. Okay. So, you take 24, you have 24 hot dogs. Whoa. And so, right. So, this serves 10 to 12. Oh, okay. So, not so bad. Two large onions chopped fine. One and a quarter cups of ketchup, a half a cup of water, a quarter cup of salad oil, some Worcestershire sauce, some vinegar, some liquid smoke, some salt and pepper, and some dry mustard. And you essentially just make a barbecue sauce out of all of that. Okay, you mix that all together and you simmer it for 15 minutes uncovered. And, like, that's your sauce. All right, that doesn't sound that bad. Doesn't, no, it's, none of this sounds bad. But here's what you do. Like, the rest of this recipe is literally just, like, instructions for what to do with these hot dogs. And I'm just going to read this. String the hot dogs just like beads, it says, on a cord, allowing six hot dogs for each string. Use a skewer with an eye for the needle and be sure to knot the cord each time you thread a hot dog on it. Now, one at a time, loop the four hot dog strings over the rod of a wire clothes hanger. Not together. Okay, I'm trying to picture this. You're making a hot dog lay. So you've got four hot dog strings. Okay. Each with six hot dogs on it. You're looping them. How big are these hot dogs? I feel, okay, okay. I don't know. You're looping, let's just assume regular size hot dogs. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You're looping them over the rod of a wire clothes hanger. So now there's going to be four strings and like three hot dogs on each side of the like folded over string. Okay. 
knot together the two cord ends of each hot dog string to form four full loops. Then you oh slash each... I need a each... fucking degree from MIT to understand what's happening here. All right. Then you slash each of the hot dogs on both sides. So now when you cook them, they're going to like puff out a little. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Leaving hanger to dangle over the sides of the outdoor grill... Place the hot dogs over the hot coals and grill until done on one side. Then to turn, pick up the hanger handle and turn all the hot dogs at once and grill for a few more minutes. Dunk the hot dogs into the saucepan. So you just dump them in the sauce. Then you carry the dunked hot dogs to each person, along with scissors to snip them off the string. Oh, Pass the I remaining see. sauce. So it's a fucking activity. Yeah. So all you know what is else is a, a fucking activity? Why don't you just grill them, put them on a goddamn plate, and then tell people to walk up? How about walking as the activity? Yeah. Also, like, feel free to serve them with some fucking barbecue sauce. That's fine. We don't need this whole thing. Okay. So then there's... Why um, all the pomp and circumstance? It's a fucking barbecue. Yeah. I'm not trying to be, like, America's ninja warrior. I just want a hot dog and potato salad, and I want to sit with Cheryl in the sun and chat with a fucking wine spritzer. God damn. God damn it, Murray. God damn it, Murray. (laughs) So then a bunch of this chapter is... They, they become enamored with this idea that you, you can slice a hot dog in half lengthwise but not go all the way through so that you create a pocket. And then oh. you can put stuff in that pocket. Mm. There's a lot of recipes. But the word, like, How, I there's mean, one. But hot dogs aren't that big. Like, there's not much of a pocket there. It's really more of a billfold. Right. Well, but then you, okay, so, like, one of them is called Boston Barbecue, which guess what it has in there? Beans. Yeah, cup of canned baked beans. So you, like, sl- slit the hot dogs lengthwise to form a quote-unquote pocket, which is, by the way, same sentence that they use in every recipe. So instead of just saying, hey, we're going to make a bunch of pocket things, here's how you do it, they explain right. this again and again in every fucking recipe. <laughs> like, we're idiots. Then you, sp- which you would have to be to eat these things, then you <laughs> spread the cut surfaces with mustard and fill the pockets with drained beans and secure with toothpicks, and then you barbecue... Until the beans are hot. But literally, like, you'd be able to fit five beans in there. I mean, that's what I don't understand. It's not... So they they do that with Boston baked beans, and there's another one that you do with mustard, ketchup, and sauerkraut. Like, you're stuffing them with your toppings, which I don't see the point. That's what the bun is for. that's so stupid. But the worst one of these to me is called hot dog nutty fritters. (laughs) Here it comes again with the fritter. So Here you take you come again. So you take eight hot dogs and you slit them lengthwise but not completely through to form right, pockets because right, they have to explain it every right, time. Exactly. Then you fill fill each pocket with a level tablespoon of peanut butter. Uh, yeah, I don't okay, I don't have an explanation. Why do they keep then doing you, that? I don't know. Then you wrap each hot dog with a spiral of bacon, securing the bacon on each end with a toothpick. Okay. Then starting with the split side down, which is crazy to me because I feel like it would just gloop would, right out. Yeah. I guess it's being held in there with the bacon. Grill the bacon over is hot well so far, right? We haven't. Yeah. Okay. Grill over hot coals until the bacon is crisp. Serve in hot dog rolls, or if you prefer, throw straight into the toilet, <laughs> where it belongs. It'll get there eventually. I don't know. Then there's something called Astronaut's Delight, which I just, I don't understand oh why my. it's named after astronauts. Go ahead. 
Sully the name of astronaut. No, no, no. I know why. It's because you're making like a bunch of hot dog and pickle kebabs. But then you're you're sticking the kebabs, you're broiling them, and then you're sticking them all into a cabbage head so it looks like Sputnik. Are you kidding me? No. Are you fucking kidding me right now? <laughs> no. Okay, and then there's another... A teaspoon of oregano. It's like a cabbage head, and it makes it look like a fucking satellite. Jesus Christ. What's happening right now? Uh, it's awful. And that, All right. I mean... What are you making? What are you okay, making? Okay, no, no, wait. There's what? one more, because there's, there's more? one more that's just for you. <gasps> Can you guess what it has in it? If it's just for you? If it's just for me... What does it have in it? Is it jello? It's cottage cheese. <laughs> oh god. It's called cottage barbecue. It's no, one it's of those not. pocket it's one of those pocket no, hot dogs not. stuffed with cottage cheese. Again, wrapped. how many like you would literally get know. four curds. I don't understand. Okay. I don't know. Okay, so it's stuffed with cottage cheese, wrapped with bacon, broiled in a foil pan, and then coated with barbecue sauce. Fuck that's <laughs> nasty. Jesus Christ! Why? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't what understand kind of any hold, of this. What kind of hold did the cottage cheese makers have on the 1960s? I don't understand. Was it any of magical? This. Did it cure everything? I don't get it. All right, what are we making? Let's get down to the bottom of it. Somebody needs to and make hot dog hours. flambe. Well, I'm either going to make the hot dog flambe. There's there's three things that interest me. Okay. There's the hot dog flambe. There's the hot dog salad dressing. Someone no, has to try hot dog I'm salad dressing. I'm not doing that. No, no. <laughs> no, 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 Cheryl. There's the Oriental or the Amandine. But somebody or, has to try the ground up hot dogs. You're really not going to make the hot dog salad dressing? I can make the hot dog salad dressing, but what the fuck? Am I going to put it on potato salad? No, you just put it on some lettuce, some nice iceberg. <laughs> Nice crunchy iceberg. On a, on a wedge salad. All right, a delicious wedge. Part of me is really interested, though, in trying the peanut butter. Like, why do they keep insisting on it? Do we need to yeah, think I about need it? You, I, need, I, need, I need you to make hot dog salad dressing. I'll make the hot dog salad dressing. What do you want me to make? Do you want me to make the peanut butter thing? No, because I want to try the peanut butter. I want you to make your, your on flambe duty. Because okay, out of the two of us, flambe. you have the chafing dish. So, I mean, I don't. I'm just going to make it in a fucking pan, I'm just FYI. I'm fine with that. So here's my, here's my, uh, what are the ones that have peanut butter in them? Uh, the peanut butter hot dog, the, <laughs> the nutty fritter. All right. So I'll tell you what. I'm going to make the nutty fritter. Okay. And the salad dressing. And the salad dressing. And I'm making the flambe. And you're making the flambe. And so it has been written. And so it has been said. The book has been opened and closed. That here. Thank God for that. Here in the Nathan's cookbook, Nama will be making... I'm making hot dog flambe. And what am I making? Hot dog salad dressing and nutty... Hot dog nutty fritters. Because that I'm very curious. That name is the new frisky sour. It is my... Breaker, breaker. Beef is coming in. We Listen. got a convoy nutty fritter. Can we just all together now get a collective... Fuck Murray. Fuck Murray. What a dick that guy was. 
Bless you, Nathan. Sorry you had such shit sons. I'm so sorry. And remember, remember about the toasting on the bun. Not you better toast a- those buns on your nutty fritters. Oh, I will toast a bun. Because not toasting a bun, that's not a mistake. It's, it's a, a sin. sin. Here's how you know Murray's a piece of shit. There's not one instruction to toast a bun in this entire book. He's a fucking... He's a sociopath. He's a fucking (laughs) Stalin-loving sociopath making of a murderer honey bundle of asshole is what he is. Hot dog slashing dickhead. Slash this, you motherfucker. All right, we love you and we mean it. Love you, mean it. Don't put hot dogs where they don't belong. Bye. They don't belong anywhere. They really, they don't belong anywhere. But this is not going to help my hot dog aversion. By the way, (laughs) BT Dubs. (laughs) Love ya. Mean it.